From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, December 31st, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Health officials in Ohio say new COVID-19 cases are beginning to surge after a few weeks of decreases. Tracy Townsend reports. The Ohio Department of Health reported more than 8,100 cases of COVID-19, 366 new hospitalizations, and 133 people have died from the virus yesterday. The state's positivity rate jumped to 13 percent, which is up from 12.6 percent on Tuesday. This 14-day moving average, you can see just a slight uptick again after a recent decrease. We'll continue to watch the numbers as we check for any of that post-holiday surge. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio has received more than 529,000 doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Stephanie Stanovich says Governor Mike DeWine says there have been multiple issues in distribution. Governor DeWine says he can't control how fast doses come in. That's regulated on a federal level. But Ohio can control how fast the doses are administered once they are here. DeWine says as of right now, he's not fully satisfied where Ohio is in getting the vaccines administered. There are a few issues, he says. He mentioned nursing home staff not getting it and doses not arriving on time. But he says it's not just one problem. This is not a day for fault. This is a day for inspiration, and let's move, (laughs) and let's get it done. Stephanie Stanovich. And while more than 94,000 people have now gotten their first shot of the vaccine, Governor Mike DeWine says that rollout isn't going as well as it could. More from Tracy Townsend. Right now, the focus is on vaccinating healthcare workers and people who live and work in nursing homes. Governor DeWine says part of the problem is major resistance from nursing home staff members. It looks like we're at four, somewhere around 40% of staff in nursing homes is, is taking the vaccine, 60% are not taking it. Not going to compel anybody to do it, but urging people to take take that vaccine. He is expecting 69,000 more Moderna doses, 70,000 of that first dose of the Pfizer vaccine, and then 98,000 of the second Pfizer doses are going to arrive. I'm Tracy Townsend. Next week, kids across Ohio will return to school in one way or another, either in seats or online. Andrew Kinsey says Governor Mike DeWine has changed one aspect of classroom instruction. The governor changed the guidance for students who are exposed to COVID-19. DeWine saying students no longer need to quarantine anymore as long as students were wearing masks and the exposure was in the classroom. Some educators think schools are overreaching when it comes to quarantines. We've heard health leaders like the Columbus Public Public Health Commissioner. She says kids need to be in the building. That's largely because the spread is not happening there. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Jonathan Cooper is superintendent of Mason City Schools in Southwest Ohio, and he reacted to the news saying it's about time. Schools have been a safe place for our kids to be, so quarantining kids, putting them out for 14 days at a time when they're healthy is a, is a big stress on the system. It's a stress for families, it's a stress for our teachers, and it's a stress for um, our students who are really struggling with that mental health component. Ohio's largest utility faces more than a dozen lawsuits filed by angry shareholders, even as it's already battered by scandal. A suspected bribery and corruption scheme involving Akron-based First Energy Corporation includes some of the country's largest institutional investors. First Energy is also under federal investigation for a suspected $60 million bribery scheme. It isn't the first time the utility has found itself defending its actions. It settled a class action lawsuit in 2004 for nearly $80 million for lying about a hole in a reactor head at a nuclear plant and for contributing to the largest blackout in U.S. history. 
Governor DeWine has signed a bill into law requiring that fetal remains from surgical abortions be cremated or buried. The bill updates a current law that requires aborted fetuses to be disposed of, quote, in a humane manner, but humane is not further defined. Mike Gonadakis is president of Ohio Right to Life. He calls the bill a vital piece of pro-life legislation. The measure signed into law yesterday was opposed by abortion rights groups, including Planned Parenthood. The ACLU of Ohio has said that abortion clinics already followed state-regulated procedures for the safe and appropriate handling of biological tissue. It's a bittersweet end of 2020 for those who love the man who's been the ambassador for wildlife at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. Andrew Kinsey has more. It's an end of an era for Jungle Jack Hanna. He's retiring from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium after a career spanning 42 years. Uh, the zoo has several efforts underway to honor Jack, who said the timing was right to retire and spend more time with family. The zoo encouraging you to share your favorite memories of Hanna over on the zoo's Facebook page. Page. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The Ohio State Buckeyes are heading for New Orleans today, ready to take on the Clemson Tigers in the Sugar Bowl. Tracy Townsend has the story. This morning, head coach Ryan Day talked about how the team has handled the season so far. It has certainly been a unique season, and Coach Day says this game presents a unique opportunity. What they've overcome, what they've gone through, and just like a lot of schools, I mean, everyone's had their own adversity they've gone through during the season, which has made this um, such an amazing year and inspiring for so many people. But I think for us, the, the highest motivating thing with that is just the fact that we'll have something to show for it in the end. The Ohio State Buckeyes take on the Tigers tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. I'm Tracy Townsend. And comedian Dave Chappelle is set to buy a former fire station near his Ohio hometown with plans to turn it into a comedy club. The Dayton Daily News reports that the Miami Township Fire Station in Yellow Springs will be sold to the 47-year-old actor's company and turned into a club that will seat 140 people. A member of the Development Corporation board said the group wanted someone who would breathe life into the station. Chappelle's ties to Ohio go back to his father, who was a college professor in Yellow Springs. Chappelle lives with his family outside of the village. Special thanks to affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.